0: I want you to read Matthew, Pastor Dan, Matthew 22, 41 and 42. And uh, I want you all to take your seats. And dear Marie, if you don't mind, make sure the air is nice and cold. Yeah. Yay! You bet. Hallelujah. Hey, look, look, I'm going to tell you something. I have not done what I believe God wants me to do in this conference in a long time, because I don't just believe this will be a time for you to receive the word. I believe God's going to give us all a new anointing. I'm serious. We need a new anointing. Lift your hands, the so Lord, I'm one. I need it. And that's what is coming here in a big way, big way. Okay, but we have to do something. We, 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 we have to start fixing something. Maybe even in some of your life, it's got to be fixed up. But surely, God's going to use you to fix somebody else's life with this message. So let's, let's read Matthew 22, 41 and 42. Because we need to have the answer to that question. Go ahead. While the
1: Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them, saying, What What think ye of Christ? Yes, sir. Who is he? Whose son is he? Yeah. They say unto him, the son of David.
0: Now, that is a very important question to answer. Uh So the question that Jesus put to the Pharisees, is the most important question that can be put to us and anyone else. Because we have to understand this is the most fundamental of all questions dealing with our faith that concerns who Jesus is in our life. And who is he? Because, because, when we hold the right view, Concerning the person of Jesus. We will get the right view on everything. Our right view of Jesus will help us live right with everything. If we hold the right view on him, we'll have the right view on everything. If we do not have the right view on the person of Jesus... Eventually, somebody will go wrong in his views, in his life. So today, people are questioning the Bible because they're going wrong on their views, their faith, their belief, their standing, because they don't have the right answer on who is he. When you hold the right view... On who Jesus is, you'll have the right view on every question in life. If you have the wrong view on Jesus, you'll have the wrong view on any question in life. So he said to the Pharisees, who is he? What think ye of Christ? The most important question in life is he god is he divine or is he god at one time divinity and deity divinity and deity meant the same thing they don't anymore at one time even when i was growing up Divinity and deity meant the same thing. Today, divinity and deity do not mean the same thing. Because they say, well, so and so is divine, whoever that so and so may be. Some prophet, some founder of some religion. But they don't believe that somebody is God. So today, most people believe Jesus is divine. They just don't believe he's he's God. They call him a prophet. Or he's one way to heaven. So they believe in divinity in the Lord. To say at least he's one way to heaven. But he's not the way, for to say he's the way means he's God. So today, many pastors and leaders sit, sit on the platform of a major network, Christian network in the world, talking about is Jesus God or is he the son of God? I was baffled when I heard that they were talking about it. I don't have a way to watch television networks in my home. I have a TV screen but I don't have any cable and direct TV and any way to watch networks. So for me I choose what I want. I don't want them to tell me what to watch. I choose what to watch. I can download and watch it and then erase it or get rid of it. So I thought, okay, I'm going to see this thing. Did they really do that? Oh, they did. Famous preachers on a famous TV network. Talking, is he God or son of God? And I'm thinking, what Bible do they read? You never would have heard that in the 70s. Never. Or 80s. Never. So today you realize divinity and deity don't mean the same thing. But I'm asking you, is he God? Can you prove it? I'm going to help you prove it. And let me, let, me, let me also add. Satan is not attacking The divinity of Jesus. He's attacking his deity. In fact, he's supporting his divinity. The devil supports the fact that Jesus is divine. But he does not support his God. So all those people out there in different religions believe Jesus is divine. They just don't believe he's God. And some... For example, teach on the atonement. Hear this. This is shocking. They teach on the atonement, but they deny that Jesus is the atonement. They teach it, but they deny that he is the one who fulfilled it. They deny that he is the substitute who took our place. They deny he is the only way to heaven. So when they talk about the atonement, they don't mean what the Gospels talk about. They mean a principle. That is a little confusing to some of you. They believe in the atonement, but not in the Lord who is the atonement. They believe the atonement is a principle, not a person. So our question is this. Was that person born in Bethlehem, who lived on earth for 33 years, as recorded in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, was that person who was crucified on Calvary's hill Who rose from the dead the third day, who was exalted and ascended to heaven, who is seated at God's right hand, that person, was he God? Manifest in the flesh? Was he God? Embodied in a human being? Was he God as a man worthy of our faith, love, obedience, and worship? Just as the Father is. So why do we believe that? Why do we people, I've heard many of you say, man, thank God you did, but why do we why do I believe that? Why do you believe that? Are we are we so wise and so intelligent in our faith and so well grounded that no devil or Satan himself or someone he's using can confuse us and lead us, Astray. Are we strong enough in our faith? Are we so strong and well-grounded that the devil himself or somebody he uses will not confuse us and lead us away from our faith? I'll die for my faith and so will you. So, it is important that you and I be thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly sound on this point. We have to be so grounded, unshakable about this point. So, John 20, 31, please, if you don't mind, Jim. Because this is very crucial, very important that we really get it right. This is the future attack on your faith. I want you to have such st- such stability, such strength, such unshakable faith that when they attack, you'll not even touch you. That you'll defeat it before it even begins. So, John 20:31, Jim, please.
2: And many other signs. Mike, we need his mic so they can hear him. And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written. These are written that you might, might what? That you might believe, believe that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is the Son of God. And that that, that be- you might believe and that believing. Go ahead, Jim. You might have life through
0: his name. Aha. Uh-huh. Believing you might have life through his name. So it is very evident from these words that Jim just read that this question is not a matter of opinion. It concerns our salvation. It is what keeps us in the faith. It's the very life of the Bible The very life of the Word of God, the very life of Scripture. This question, this answer to this question, what think ye of Christ is the life of the Scriptures? The very life of our faith. And the Bible, countless times, on countless pages, teaches Jesus Christ is God manifest in the flesh. Revelation 117, Pastor Dan, and Isaiah 44, 6, Jim. So, in in Revelation 117, it is clear that Jesus spoke these words that we will read about in Isaiah 44, 6. But Revelation 117 says what?
1: And when I saw him,
0: I fell at his
1: feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me saying unto me fear not i am the first i am the first and
0: the last and the last Isaiah 44 verse 6
2: what does it say jim thus saith the lord the thus king thus saith the lord the king of israel the king of israel and his redeemer
0: and his redeemer
2: the lord of hosts the
0: lord of hosts I, am the, I first. am the first. And I am, I am the, last. the last. The same person who spoke in Isaiah spoke in Revelation. Yes. I am the first. I am the last. Isaiah 44, 6. Revelation 117. Now let's go. Revelation 22, verse 12 and 13. Captain Dan. Pastor Dan. Then Revelation eight, dear Jim, dear Jim, but Revelation 22, 12 and 13 first, please. And behold, I come quickly,
1: and my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. I am Alpha and Omega, All right. the beginning and the end, That's it. the
0: first and the last. Revelation 1.8, Jim.
2: I am Alpha and Omega, Uh, the beginning and the end, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come. Fulfilling
0: Isaiah 44, 6. Now let's go to 1 Corinthians 2, verse 8. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 8. Jim, you're going to read that for me. And Pastor Dan will read Psalm 24, verse 8, 9, and 10. Get ready for this one. And you're gonna really read it loud and clear, with pleasure. First Corinthians two, verse
2: eight, Jim, which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the, the Lord, Lord of, of Glory. Of
0: Glory, hold, hold, hold. They would not have what?
2: Crucified. Meaning
0: the one who is the Lord of Glory was crucified crucified read that again first Corinthians
2: which none of the princes of this world knew for they had had they known it they would not have crucified the the lord Lord
0: of of glory psalm 24. Verse 8, 9, and 10. Who Loud is, and clear. Who is this
1: King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your head, O ye gates. Even lift them up, ye everlasting doors. And the King of glory shall come in. Who, who is, is this King, King of, of glory? glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. And that same
0: King of glory was crucified. They crucified the king of glory, 1 Corinthians 2, verse 8. And that king of glory is the Lord God Almighty. You better get ready, brother. You better get ready, brother. Wait a minute now. You better put his instrument on down over, over there. The one who was crucified is the Lord of glory. He's the Lord of glory. He is the great I am, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. His name is wonderful. The Prince of Peace is He, the everlasting Father throughout eternity. (laughs) Jim, you better get over there and help him. He needs needs your help. He needs your help. He is, come on, you know the song, Dead. He is, I'm gonna sing, I'm gonna teach it to you. Put, put your Bible down. With, Come here. With pleasure, with Whatever you he like. He is, he is the king of glory. The king of glory. He is the great I am. He is the great I am. The Alpha and the Omega. Alpha and Omega. wait, wait. wait. You're messing me up Sorry. big time. You play. He's the one messing me up. Okay. He's the king. He's the king of glory. Of glory. He is the great I am. He is the great I am. The alpha and omega, the alpha and omega. Beginning and the end. Beginning and the end. His name is His wonderful. His name
1: is wonderful.
0: The prince of peace is he. The prince of peace is he. The everlasting father. The everlasting father. Throughout
1: eternity. Throughout eternity.
0: He is the Lord of glory. Holy. He is, he is the, the great, great I, I am, am, the Alpha and, and Omega, the beginning, beginning and the, the end. His, His name His is wonderful, wonderful, the Prince of Peace is he, he, the everlasting Father, Father throughout, throughout eternity. eternity. Wait, wait, hold it. He is, he is the Lord of glory, that He is the great I Am. The one and Omega. The beginning, beginning
2: and, and the end. His name is, is wonderful, wonderful Father, the of peace.
0: Is here, the, the everlasting Father, Father throughout eternity. I've just been preaching it now. I'm singing it. I love it. Can you teach it to your church? You then sing it. He is the King of Glory.
1: Alpha, Alpha and, Omega, and Omega, the beginning, beginning and, and the end. It's the wonderful. wonderful, Counselor,
0: <laughs> Everlasting Father, throughout eternity. We're gonna, we we're we to help you one day. All right, Romans nine five, please. Jimmy, better come back. He you needs your help. You may have to run back and forth. It's all right. Romans 9 and verse 5 there, Captain Dan. Okay, Romans, Romans, Romans 8, I mean 9, 5.
1: Whose are the fathers and of whom as concerning the flesh Christ came who is over all? God, 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 God.
0: Read that again. Who are the
1: fathers and of whom as concerning the flesh Christ came who is over all? God, blessed forever, amen.
0: He called him God. That's what he called Because he him. is God. Yes, he did. Yeah. See, now it's all over the Bible. And Hebrews 1.8, please, James. Hebrews 1.8, please, James. Go ahead, Jim.
2: But unto the Son he saith, thy throne, O God, is Wait, thr- wait. Thy throne, O what? O God. That's from the Psalms. Thy
0: throne, O God. Finish it.
2: But unto the Son he saith, thy throne, O God... Is forever and ever.
0: Now, Now here are things you all need. You all need this. Take a pen, take a paper, write them down. There are five attributes about God that proves he's God. For God to be God, he must have those attributes. He must fulfill those attributes. Attribute number one, omnipotence. Say omnipotence. omnipotence. Say it again. Number two, omniscience. Say omniscience. Omniscience. Say it again. Number three, omnipresence. Say omnipresence. Omnipresence. One more time. Say now number four, eternal. Eternal. Say it again. And number five, unchangeable. Unchangeable. Say it again. Now Jesus has to fit all those five to be God. I'm going to show it to you. I'm going to show it to you. So, Let's look at omnipotence. Ephesians 1, 20, 20, 21, 22, 23. Now, we we have to prove, you know, when, when, when somebody says to you, well, how do you know he's God? Well, number one, he fulfills all the attributes of Godhead. The attributes of Godhead are number one, he is almighty. He is almighty. And almighty has to be confirmed in scripture. So Ephesians 1, 20 through 23, please, Captain Dan. Which he
1: wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality. Far above all principality. Far above, far above, all, oh, princi- far above all principality and power, and might, and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come, and hath put all things under his feet, and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is
0: his body, the fullness of him that filleth all
1: in all. Where,
0: where did that, O oh, came from? <laughs> I thought you were reading the Bible. What <laughs> Read that again without the control, whatever you said. Read the Bible. Not which, the <laughs>
1: which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion, every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come, and hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Now you can talk in ba- tongues That's it.
0: You can talk about that. Thank you very much. Okay. You can do that at the end. So here, we love having him around. So here we see very, 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 very clearly all powerful. Far above all principalities, all power, all dominion, and any name that's named in this world and the one to come. Rasabo, right. That's it, brother. Now, omniscience, omniscience, omniscience. Okay, Jim, John 16, verse 30, please. And Colossians 2, 3, Dan. John 16, verse 30, and Colossians 2, 3. So Col- John sixteen thirty, the, uh, for Jim, and
2: Colossians 2, 3 for Dan. Go ahead. Now are we sure that thou knowest all things, and needest not that any man should ask thee. By this we believe that thou camest forth from God. Okay, now how about Colossians 2, 3.
1: In whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. All the treasures
0: of wisdom and and knowledge knowledge. are in him. They said, now we know thou knowest all things. (laughs) All things. You are all knowing. You know all things. And Colossians fulfills it and completes it in Colossians 2 verse 3 that says, one more time, in whom are hid all the treasures
1: of wisdom and knowledge. Keep going. And this I say, lest any man should beguile you with enticing words. For though I be absent in the flesh, yet am I with you in the Spirit, joying and beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ, as ye have therefore received
0: Christ Jesus the Lord, so, so walk ye, walk ye, in, ye him. in Him. That's it. But He is God, and He in Him is all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. How about omnipresent? Well, we all know Matthew 18, verse 20, where two or th- three are gathered in my name, there am I. We all know Matthew 28, twenty eight twenty: I am with you always. He is omnipresent. But I'd like you all to read with uh, Jim, if you don't mind, Jim, Ephesians one twenty-three, and Captain Dan, John 8.58. But never forget what I'm giving you. Matthew 18.20, I'm with you always. Sorry, where two or three are gathered. There am I. Matthew 28.20, I'm with you always. Or John... Or John 14, 20, I am in in my Father, my Father in me, and I in you. That's omnipresent. I am in my Father, you are in me, I'm in you. That says it all. Omnipresent, Lord. Ephesians 1, 23, Jim.
2: Which is his body. The fullness of Him that filleth, filleth all in all. Read that again. Which is His body, the fullness of Him that filleth all in all.
0: Ooh, how about John eight
1: fifty eight? So yeah. Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Before Abraham, Abraham was, was, I, I am.
0: am. Oh, awesome. Omnipresent. Before Abraham was, I am. Now, how about eternal? Oh, I love this. Oh, I love this. Oh, I love this. Oh, I love this. Yeah. Micah 5. You better, you're, you're about to play Handel's Messiah, brother, over there. My, wait, wait, I'm not ready for Handel's Messiah yet. <laughs> Micah 5 two, Micah, Micah. I love this scripture. I love this scripture. Five. Start with Micah 5.1 because Micah 5.1 presents him, presents him. Go ahead, James.
2: Now gather thyself in troops, O daughter of troops. O daughter of troops, because... He hath laid siege against us. They shall smite the judge of Israel. They shall smite the judge of Israel. Where? With a rod upon the the
0: cheeks. cheeks. They're going to strike him on the cheeks. It's in Micah, which was fulfilled in the Gospels. And this same judge that they smote... Is who, Jesus? No, read what it Sorry. says about him.
2: But thou,
0: but yeah. Well, I know you believe it, Jim. God bless you. But but see see here's here's the powerful thing. The powerful thing. The powerful thing is it talks in Micah five one about the judge they smote, and then it says, O thou Bethlehem, out of thee will come him the ruler. So the one who they smote became a baby. Yes. Ooh. Read it all together. Read it all together.
2: One and two. Now gather thyself in troops, O daughter of troops. He hath laid siege against us. They shall smite... No, no wait, wait. This talks about the Romans that, had, that laid siege on Israel after that.
0: And now it talks about how just before they laid siege, they struck the judge. Uh, Jesus.
2: Jesus. You will strike the judge of Israel? Thou shalt smite the judge of Israel with a rod upon the cheek. But thou, but thou, Bethlehem oh, yeah. Ephrata, Bethlehem. though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee he sh- shall he come forth. Shall he come forth? Who? He? The one they smote. Shall he
0: come forth
2: that? That is to be ruler in, ruler Israel, in Israel, whose going forth have been from old, from everlasting. So the baby mentioned in Micah 2
0: is from everlasting. Eternal. How about Isaiah 9, 6? Dan, Bye. read me Isaiah 9, 6.
1: With pleasure, sir.
0: I'm so hot, my hairspray is melting. My God. We're unto us. And I don't mean hot with heat. I mean hot with the anointing. Sometimes the anointing will make your hairspray melt, brother. Look, look at yours. You've got that thing stuck like that. that gel of yeah, yours. God, looks like a chicken.
1: Ayabokataba, <laughs> Jotaba. for unto us a child child is born born. unto us a son is given are you ready for that brother and the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name name shall shall be be called called wonderful wonderful counselor counselor, the mighty mighty God, God the everlasting father the prince of peace
2: unto us a son is given for unto us a child is born unto us a son, son is, given, is given unto us a son, son is given and, and his the name shall be called, be called wonderful. wonderful counselor the, the, mighty, the god mighty god you know. the everlasting the, the Prince of Peace One, Wonderful wait wait,
0: wait, wait, wait She's, she's going to help you She's going to help you Excellent Unto
2: us Come on, let's go For unto us A child is born Unto us A son is given Unto us A son is given For
1: and the government Shall be upon his shore.
0: Can they, wait, wait don't go. How can these preachers question that he is God when it's same and his name shall be called what? Wonderful, Wonderful. Wonderful. Counselor the Mighty God, the everlasting Father, the
2: Prince
0: of Peace. Christine, darling, I'm glad you came. I didn't know you were going to be here tonight. Guys, come here quick. Come on, help me preach. Help me preach. Help me preach. You singers, help me preach. Come on, one more time. Unto us a child is born. Come on, let's go. You have a marvelous voice. And you two guys, let's go. Come on.
2: For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. Unto us a son is given. For
1: unto
2: us a child is born. Unto and his name. Unto us a son is given, unto us a son is given, and his name shall be called
0: Wonderful. So I can finish preaching. I love it when somebody sings gives me a break from teaching. But I mean, how can they question it when they hear Handel's Messiah at Christmas? Nobody's paying attention to the words, are they? Who say, who? <laughs> I'm just proving to you he's eternal. Mighty God, everlasting Father, eternal, Prince of Peace, eternal. But who is he? A child is born, a son is given, but he's God Almighty. He's the baby of Micah. He's the child of Isaiah. He's the son mentioned, and he's the king of glory. King of heaven, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And there it calls him, everlasting Father. And they question, well, is he God or son of God? What's wrong with these people? We, we should send them the album of Handel's science and say, listen to it, boys. Maybe you don't know your Bible. That's right. Jeez, dear goodness gracious. Hebrews 13, verse 8 says, what, Dan? Sir. I really love it when you're with me. You remind me of Steve Brock. My. My, my. And you sing like Steve Brock. My, my. But your hair is different than Steve Brock. My, my. <laughs> I miss Dibrak. I miss Dibrak. I shall miss him. Yeah, have mercy. All right. Hebrews 13 verse 8, brother. Can you find Hebrews 13 or you want my help? Let's go. I'm
1: talking to you. Jesus Christ, the same, the yesterday, same yesterday and today and forever. <laughs> Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. Say it with him. Jesus Christ
0: the same yesterday, and today, and forever. Unchangeable. How about, how about, not only eternal, but how about unchangeable? He never changes. Hebrews 1, 10, 11, 12, please. Hebrews 1, you're not too far from there, Captain Dan. Hebrews 1, 10, 11, and 12. And
1: thou, Lord, in the beginning hast laid the foundation of the earth. And remember, all
0: these are from the Psalms, so... I'm giving you New Testament scriptures that are in the Old Testament too, in the Psalms. Okay, so go find that, but go ahead.
1: And thou, Lord, in the beginning hast laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the works of thine hands. They shall perish, but thou remainest, and they all shall wax old as doth a garment. And as a vesture shalt thou fold them up, and they shall be changed. But thou art the same, and thy years shall not
0: fail. Colossians 2, verse 9, Jim. Colossians 2, 9, my brother. Jesus is unchangeable. Unchangeable. Not just eternal, but Colossians 2, 9 says.
2: For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily.
0: Never changing, Lord. Never changing, Lord. Now this same Jesus must also prove his offices are of God. Not just his attributes, but offices. And there are seven offices we see in the whole Bible about who God is. Prove there's a God. Here they are. Creator. For God to be God, he has to power, has to have power to create, to be the creator. For God to be God, he must be preserver, who preserves us. For God to be God, he must forgive sins. These these are offices, you see? So the first, I gave you the five attributes. attributes. Omnipotence, omniscience, omnipresence, eternal, and unchangeable. These are attributes of who God is that he has to fulfill, you see? And I just gave you scriptures on Jesus. But now, creator, preserver, the forgiver of sins. Number four, he must raise the dead. For God to be God, he must raise the dead. Number five, for God to be God, he must transform our bodies. Only God can transform bodies. And for God to be God, he must be the judge of all men. And for God to be God, number seven, he must bestow, bestow life eternal. So for God to be God, to prove He's God, He must create, creator. He must preserve. He, he, he's our preserver. He must forgive sins. He must raise the dead. He must transform our bodies. He must be the judge of all men and bestow life eternal. And all these we see in Christ Jesus. Whew. In John 1.3, all things were made by him. And nothing was made that was not made by him. Hebrews 1.10, the heavens are the work of your hands. I can keep you here three hours tonight to give you Old Testament scriptures about that. About the Lord. The Messiah being creator in the Psalms, in books, the books of the prophets. He must be preserver. Hebrews 1 3, He upholds all things by the word of His power. His power. Glory be to God. He is our preserver. He preserves life, creation. He must forgive sins. Mark 2, verse 5 through 10. The crippled man comes through the roof. Jesus says, your sins are forgiven thee. They question that this only God can forgive sins. And then he says, that you may know, that you may know that the son of man has power to forgive sins. He says, what is easier? To say your sins are forgiven or to say, Arise and take your bed. But that you may know that I forgive sins. He says, Arise, take your bed and walk. And he does. Number four, he must raise the dead. We know he raised Lazarus from the dead. But so did Peter. So did Paul. But there's something they cannot do. John 6, 39. Through 44. Men have raised the dead in his name. But look what Jesus says here that only he can do. Only he can do. John 6, Captain Dan, verse 39 through 44, please. And this is the Father's will which hath sent me that of all which he hath given me, of
1: all he has given me, the church. I should lose nothing. I would lose none of them. But should raise it up against at that last day. Raise
0: the church
1: up on that day. Keep going. And this is the will of him that sent me. That everyone which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting
0: life. And I will raise him up at the last day. Peter could not do that. Paul could not do that. But on that last day, the whole church will rise from the dead when Jesus has come. Raise the dead. Raise the dead. And there are many other scriptures too besides that one. How about transform our bodies? Philippians 3 verse 20 and 21. Damn you, Philippians 3, 20 and 21. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. He will transform our bodies, the Bible tells us. Philippians Philippians chapter 3, verse 20 and 21, please. For our
1: conversation is in heaven from whence whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to to subdue subdue all all things things unto himself. himself
0: of these days those vile bodies of our of ours will be transformed like his glorious body and like his glorious bodies, eyes of fire eyes of fire and hair of wool and our appearance brighter than snow brighter than the sun I should say and our hair brighter than snow what he looked like on the mount of transfiguration we shall look like him we shall look like him Like him as he is, not as he was, as he is. We shall look like him with bodies, eyes of fire and hair of wool, brighter than the sun. Number six, he must judge all men. 2 Timothy 4 and verse 1. Dan and Jim, John chapter 5, 22 and 23. I hope this is helping you. You write those scriptures down and use them like weapons against the devil. How dare you say he's not God when the Bible says over and over and over and over he is and fulfills every attribute and every office. And so the Bible says in 2 Timothy 1 and 4, verse 1. Dan, please. It's all right. Second Timothy four one. We love you. Anyway. I
1: charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead, it is appearing, and His kingdom. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine.
0: So it says, who will judge the quick and the dead on that day? Okay, Jim, John 5, 23, please.
2: For the Father judges no man, but hath committed all judgment unto, unto the, Son. the Son.
0: Unto the Son. Unto the Son. We shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And number seven, the bestower of eternal life, John 10. 27, 28, with that, singers, come take your microphones. I'm, I'm about to explode. Jim, you better get to your organ, because I'm going to have Dan read both scriptures. John ten twenty-seven, twenty-eight. 28.
1: My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give unto them eternal, eternal life. life, and they shall never I perish. I give unto them eternal, eternal life. Eternal. And they he shall is never the perish. He the giver
0: of eternal life. Ah. And they shall what? Never perish. Never perish. Say never perish.
1: Never perish.
0: Lift your hands so eternal life is mine. I shall never perish because of his promise. And now look what it says in John 17, verse 1 and verse 2.
1: You got it there, Gregory. These words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy son, that thy son also may glorify thee, as thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him.
0: Says that's what it says. I live, I live because he is risen, and that's the promise. I live, I live with power over sin. I live, I live because he is risen. I live, I live. To worship him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Because For what you are done in our life and to our lives. To so you be the glory for God's coming. May we not fail. May we not disappoint. Faithful unto the end. May we be faithful unto the end. Now speak to your people. Speak to each one of them today for that day, what to do, we might be ready for
2: that day,
0: You said that I don't want Yes. Take a seat. So what do we do? What do we do to prepare? First, we prepare a spiritual. We seek him with all our hearts. (coughs) We get to know his word and promise. And we surround ourselves with the same river. The same stream of people. You can't be ready for those days unless you're a part of the same stream that loses. Why did David's men become like David? Because they came under his influence. They as in his strength, his anointing. Why did the Pharisees say, ah, we recognize they've been with Jesus when they were bold? Did not listen to the threats of the room. Ah, they recognize recognized they have been with Jesus, influence. influence, association. How important today our association must become. We can associate with people who don't believe the Bible like we believe the Bible. We cannot see eye to eye with people who don't want to believe what it says. I believe every word from Genesis 1-1 to the last verse of Revelation. Yes. I've chosen to, so have you chosen to believe. Number three, you have to become a giver that literally, here is, becomes bold in your giving. It's no longer reluctant giving. Reluctant giving will not prepare you for that day because the Lord is looking for those whom he can trust with that kind of prosperity. But why? Why does he want us to prosper? He wants us to prosper, not only to fulfill his word and covenant, but to make us channels of blessing to that revival. Every move of God came with prosperity to finance it. Why would Peter stand up on that day and ask him to sell the property? Why? Someone had to ask them. Someone had to do it. Acts 5 had to happen for Acts to take place. Acts 5 had to happen for Acts 7 to take place. Had Peter not stood up and said, all you here, go sell your property, bring your money here. He had to. Why? To spread the message. To support those in it. They could not go back fishing. They couldn't go back to Galilee. They left all to follow. So the Lord comes now, they've been fishing all night, no fish, he says "Throw the net. Well Lord, we've been fishing all night, caught nothing, at your word we'll do it. They did. More fish came in than they had enough boat space. But when they came to shore, it says they left all and followed him. They left all, meaning they didn't sell the fish that came into those boats, they left that fish behind. That's faith. In the future, that's faith in the God who holds it, who holds tomorrow. They didn't say, Lord, we'll follow you, but please let us first sell all the fish we just caught. No, it's that they left all and followed. And the same man in Jerusalem understood one thing He would now be our source. Not our business, we had to leave that behind. Not our fishing business, no. It's no more. Now he's our source. And he, the Lord, told Peter, or an elder in the church, to ask the people in the church to sell the property. You do that today, they'll fall rocks the rocks. But one day they will. Because they're going to come under the influence of that blessed prosperity and humility. They come under that influence when Peter, when Peter spoke. And it says, when they sold the property and brought the money to the church, The following verse says, none lacked among them at that time. Meaning the blessings continued to come to what none lacked among them. Now, the results of that incredible prosperity was financing Stephen's ministry. And the others who took care of the poor. We always seem to forget Acts 6 follows Acts 5. Acts 5 they prospered, Acts 6 they fed the poor. They fed the hungry. They took care of the people who needed food and clothing and shelter and so on. And now they came and said, we have a problem because some are being neglected. Well, choose man who can take care of the business. A business needs money. So so Stephen and the others were taken care of by taking care of the people. He was one of those deacons that took, took, took care of the needy and the hungry and the destitute. And now God begins to trust him with the anointing. You cannot be trusted with the anointing if you're greedy. That's what Jesus said to us. Who will trust you with true riches if you can't handle money right for God? If you can't be trusted with the visible, how can you be trusted with the How? How can God trust us with the supernatural when we're not even trusted with some Things that He has blessed us with. Money comes from heaven, not from your business. It's God who gives you that money. And, and, and the way you use it is the way He'll use you. For Jesus said, with the same measure you give, I'll give you. Give you what? Not money. Blessings from heaven. With the same measure you give, the same measure you receive. More than just financially. Also with blessings from God Almighty. <coughs> Giving is key. Because it proves, are you trustworthy? Are you trustworthy to receive? Not finance, forget that part. Are you trustworthy to receive the blessings of heaven? Why did God bless Abraham? He was a giver, everywhere he went, he offered animals. Everybody he went, he built altars. He gave and gave and gave and gave, everywhere he would go, he built an altar, offer animals to God continually. Why didn't God bless Isaac? Same thing, he he kept giving God those sacrifices. Why didn't God bless Jacob? Same thing, he would go, he would offer God and built an altar there and altar there. That's giving. And he told Israel, he said, I want you to be givers every day, morning and night. Morning and night. For 40 years in that desert, they gave animals without anywhere for pasture. It was desert. God took care of the animals in the desert. No farmlands, no green pasture anywhere, 40 years of it. So it was more difficult to give in the desert than in the promised land. But God said, I want animals morning and animals evening. In the desert. And god prospered them beyond their imaginations or ability to even believe what god would do so much so their clothing grew up with them and their feet did not swell and nobody got even a toothache blessings unto them and so now the only church began to experience god's blessings and as a result of stephen who was called and financed by the church paul the apostle heard the gospel why would Paul say yes on the road to Damascus? Because he heard Stephen talk about Jesus. He knew all about Jesus already. He there, he was there when Stephen looked up and said, I see Jesus standing on the right hand of God. Stephen gives them the whole Old Testament, preached it to them. And their soft Is hearing a young man tell him what the Bible is all about. So you have to connect both, William. You have to connect both, gotta connect both. That a Saul of Tarsus was touched by Stephen to become a Paul. He would not have become a Paul. He would not say, who are you, Lord? And obey a man who would cause people to blaspheme, drag them out of their homes, put them in prison, who became the greatest apostle of, of all time. What affected him? A young man named Stephen. Who was called to take care of the poor. Who was financed by the church, didn't He, he didn't have a job, he didn't go out fishing, he, nobody knew much about it what, what kind of life he had, trial. But it shows you what, what had to happen. The church had to prosper for the move of God to go on with power. With power. And so when Ananias handed back, he died for it. Because he was, he was not just greedy. He was fighting God's move for the church. Givers mm-hmm. love God to move in the church, and takers hate it. When people don't give, they're saying, "I don't want God to move. I don't want God to heal anyone. I don't want. I don't want nobody to be saved or touched or blessed. I'm greedy enough. I want me to be blessed." But when you give, you say, "Lord, take that seed and use it for Your glory." Then that she didn't make it a, a mighty weapon. Defeat the devil with it. Defeat the devil with it. And God takes our sin and uses it like a weapon of war. So givers are winners and takers are losers. So you want God? I'm telling you, I should be only talking to you. Do you want God to bless you tomorrow like he promised that he would? That the wealth of sinners would be coming into your hands? It's in the Bible. Hey, if you don't believe it, you'll never get it. If you don't believe it, you'll never receive it. Lift your hands and say, I do believe it. Because it's in the Bible. How can you deny something? It's in the Bible. For it says, It shall be given unto you good metal, press down, shake it down, run over. Will men, 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 men give to your good? Who well, these men? Unbelievers, wicked men women will bless you not know why they're blessing you. Remember what happened to the Jews in Egypt? Their enemies gave them the money. Their enemies gave them the gold and silver. Their enemies gave them all they needed to say, please leave it, we're, we're all, you know, we're all dead. They lost those enemies, lost everything, everything. They lost their business, their cattle. They lost their firstborn. And at midnight something some israelite comes knocking at a door says i want you remind him this here take it all and go god gave the people favor lift, lift your hands and say favor is coming my way." Yeah. say it again yeah. believe it yeah. lift your hands and say it's favor. Yeah. It's coming. Yeah. Yeah. And that favor will come and will come in a short time i'll repeat short time They had favor in the sight of the Egyptians only for one night. Short time, one night is not long at all. And they took all their money out. They took all the clothing, all the silver, all the wealth of a superpower and used it to build the tabernacle. I'm amazed when I study the tabernacle. See how much gold was in that tabernacle. I'll tell you something else. I, I found about the five offerings of the Lord yeah. that blew my mind today, but today, today. Today! I'll tell you that later, Not now. I got so excited, I couldn't stop talking on the car, right? But the thing is, this says, I'm telling you, prophetically get ready for the act of Your loved ones will be saved. The devil cannot keep them. They are in the book They will come into the kingdom. I said they will come into the kingdom. I said they will come into the kingdom. kingdom. And God will heal all. For he said, All will lay hands on the sick, and all will recover. Jesus healed all time and time and time again. Peter healed all more than once. Even a share he healed the whole city. They have an in. And prosperity came to Israel and came to the early church. Will come to us. Heser, and God's coming away. it's coming your It's coming your way. Now tonight, you're gonna give. You, you, you're gonna prove yourself faithful to God. To God. I know you paid, but your, your payment was not a seed. Your seed is now. What you gave as a payment to enter into this conference was only to get a chair, not a harvest. <laughs> not a harvest. You just got in with now. But what you're going to give will bring the harvest. The some were loud in favor. That payment only gave you a seed. That's already your harvest, you already got it. The harvest that's coming must have a seed, not a price. It must be a seed by faith, seed by faith. Faith will trigger the harvest, a payment won't. Oh, so, good. Yeah. won't. so now we have got to give to the Lord, deeply, abundantly, with all that is within us, Faith has got to erupt like a volcano erupts in Hawaii. Or in Iceland. Or elsewhere, when you see those volcanoes erupting. I was flying out of Indonesia one day, and a volcano erupted, went up 50,000 feet up in the air! 50,000 feet! When we flew out of Indonesia, that thing looked like it was next door, it was 200 miles away. And the captain said, don't be afraid, we're 200 miles away. I'm, I'm thinking, oh, dear God, don't let that, that pilot get near that thing. It looked massive mushroom up there. Wow. Scary cloud. Let that faith come out of you like a cloud. Wow. Let it go up 50,000 feet up there. And you believe God. I'm, and I'm going to ask you to give. And I will mean give over $1,000, some of you have to give. God cannot trust you with the wealth of sinners and the abundance coming with your $10 donation. You insult him. You insult him. Low giving keeps you in low levels. Low altitudes. You you give sparingly. You won't ever be loose from that sparing lack of yours. You've got to give, give, give. And watch what God will do with your receiving. Now, Lord, speak to me. Come on, I want some music. Lord, speak to them. Let them hear your voice. Let them hear your voice. Lord, I pray you, bless them as they obey you. Bless them as they obey you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Yes, I'm going to ask many of you to give big amounts. $10,000, $5,000. Many of you will give 1,000 and more, 1,000 and more. You say you're bold. I'm bold because I believe God Almighty is telling me to sell this. God wants to bless you. He really wants to bless you. Don't depend on others to give tonight. You need to give because you'll be the one to reap it. If you say, well, someone else will give it, then they will reap it, not you. You'll just be watching them reap what belongs to you. It's your responsibility to show to God you in business. You believe God will move spiritually. You're going to pray and seek him. Of course you will. You believe God's going to talk and bless you with a mighty healing move in your body. His word will be sent and healing. But now it's time to believe financially. You've got to stop thinking with a natural mind right now. You have to stop thinking with a natural mind. You have to stop thinking big, big, so God can be big in your life. You limit him when you give him little. You limit him when you give him little. God is not impressed when you give him little. You have to give where it, it, it just has to come out of you like a volcano. You give with boldness, you give with faith. You give with incredible energy by the Holy Spirit. So anyone who gives with that kind of faith has got to increase the amount that he's planning to give mentally. This is not a mental moment. This is a spiritual moment. This is not a mental moment. Don't you dare let your mind rule your giving right now. Let your heart rule your giving. Do what you have never done for God before. Do what you've never done for God before. Maybe you say, well, I don't have it tonight. Why don't you give a part of it and fulfill the rest later? But make sure you fulfill it. Make sure you fulfill it. This is a word from heaven tonight. You may have never heard me talk like this, and most likely you'll never hear me talk like this again, I God moves me to do it. But this is hot news of heavenly press, Double. to obey the Lord. Now, now, so I am giving 10,000 to join me. I'm giving 10,000. I believe it so much, I'm gonna sow tonight 10,000 I'm gonna have exactly what I'm saying, I wanna do it myself. And I have a reason to do it, because I believe it. I really believe it with all my heart. There are people here today that join me and I challenge you to join me. I challenge you to do it. I'm giving 10. How many will join me and say, I'll do the same. I believe you're there. Well, if you will, stand up. I'm going to see you. Come on. If you give 10, just stand up. Well, right there where you are. God is talking to you. He talked to me to do it. I believe when that moment comes, when that heavenly moment begins, I'll be first and last to receive, and so will you. So if you'll join me with that ten, stand up quickly, because we're gonna run out of time real quickly here. Show me real fast, okay? Pass me now I'm with you. I'm gonna give also ten thousand dollars. Now everyone here, lift your hands and pray in the Holy Ghost right now. One more person there, okay? Those that are giving the ten, come join them right here. Come, 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 come. I'll If you stood up, come on with me right here. Come stand right, right here. Bring the spirit of oh God. This is a heavenly moment. I think you're all right on Jim, you have me. When God speaks to you, you 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 just jump. This is a moment that will not pass this way. So, one more minute. I want to give that so bad, I want to give it so bad I can't give it. Pastor Dan, we are in a moment of explosive prophecy. And we don't like. I'm asking God. For me to do something for my future as I grow, I don't want to end up like some preachers that don't have money for the long grave. I want not to pass. I've talked to preachers and ministers that had no insurance when they died. Before they died, no insurance. Patrick, I'm a, I know I pastors that do massive ministries. That did not even have enough money for their grave because they never believed God to bless them tomorrow. They asked people to give, but they they never gave themselves. And ended up with nothing. They were dependent on other people to take care of them when they got old. Not me. Say, how? You're seeing it now. I've been giving like this for the last five five years of my life. I said, Lord, you, 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 you promised. You promised to, to take care of me when, when I get So I can't be giving $10 and $50 and $100 if I want to have a good tomorrow. I really want to have a bitch. And these people are giving 10,000 people. Look, look, look how fast it's happening. Because God is talking to them. This is a wonderful pastor. Love this made his wife used to sing it on the Now we're going to give God this because we believe his word. There are many who we'll give 5,000. Maybe that's where your faith is. I want you to do it. Get up out of your seat now and come join us. Because your five is like our ten. You're going to have. Come up and say, Lord, because I'm to pray with you. I really want to believe God with you, all of you. All of you, all of you. I know tonight will be different. Because we are on the verge of the greatest moment in church history. And I don't want to miss it. I don't want you to miss it. Now, I know a lot of you tonight are going to step out. You're not going to come up here, most likely this. No need for that. But see, the reason I'm doing this is to lift your faith. Because these people are serious about giving tonight. And I want you to be as serious as they are about the future, your future, your ministry's future, your, your, your children's ministry's future. Now all of you, lift your hands, pray the Holy Ghost just for one minute. Now God already has spoken to a lot of you on what to hear. You just obey Him right now. You just obey Him. Simply obey the Lord. There is an envelope by your seat. Please take it and hold it up before you give anything. Take that envelope and hold it up by that. God is still talking to people around every Thank you for obeying. Thank you for obeying obeying the Lord. Thank you for obeying the Lord. I want you to hold that animal up in the air like, like that. Hallelujah! Lord, I thank you for what you're about to do in our lives. Give, give evidence to these sweet people here on the front. Come on, come on. Lord, I thank you for what you're going to do in all of our lives. In all of our lives. In our families. This lady is crying she's weeping. Lord, I praise your name. Come on, people, lift that emblem and praise him for what you will do. Lord, we praise your name for what you're going to do in our lives. We are faithful, Lord, like Barnabas, Lord, who sold his land in Cyprus and brought it to the church, and you blessed the Lord to work with Paul for a time. We thank you, Lord, for the men and women in the book of Acts, who are, uh, are examples of giving, our examples, men and women of faith who gave, who sacrificed their life for you, Lord, for you. The Lord, Lord, we, we are telling you today, we want to be among them. We will be among those men women in the book of Acts. You look upon us one day and say, Thank you. As you said thank you to them Lord. But we thank you, Lord, for the privilege to give. We say thank you, Lord, for the privilege, for trusting us. For trusting us to give. Who are we and who is our Father's house that we can give to you, Lord? Your kingdom, your cause, your gospel. We bless your name for making us worthy to be givers. Give us your kingdom. Give us your cause. Give you all the praise. Hallelujah to the love of God. Blessing your name. Ah. Uh. you yeah. With ongoing prosperity yes. will not stop coming your home, your way, your future, your families. Everywhere you walk and everywhere you go, you'll possess the land. In Jesus' name. All of you sweat your hands towards me. I'm telling you, I'm sensing failure. Stretch your hands towards me. You may miss that moment. I bless you. I bless your life. I bless your homes, I bless your families, I bless your future, and I bless the work of your hands. Whatever you touch will live, and not die. Whatever you touch will prosper. Whatever you touch will multiply. And I not only bless you, But I also declare you'll never, ever be given over to the will of your enemies. You'll never be given over to the will of your enemies. In the name of Jesus, your enemies will lose and you will always win. Your future is bright and prosperous and your enemies will lose while you gain. Will go low while you go high. And I declare the word of the Lord over your life you'll be blessed coming in and blessed coming out. You'll be above and never beneath. You will lend and never bother up. In Jesus' name. Now say, in Jesus' name, name. seven times. One, two, We sealed it. I said we sealed it. Yeah. Lift your hands and thank God it's sealed. Yeah. sealed it. Now you go to your seats and you sew so that seed. Come on. Don't, don't sew the seed. Um, woo!
2: Let's lift our hands and bless the Lord